I will welcome everyone tonight and those who are jumping on Facebook Live. We appreciate those who watch and comment. It's wonderful to be able to minister to people at the capacity that we are beginning to minister Amen. to. Yes. And, uh, you know, I owe all the glory and the honor to the Lord, but this week we had 1,600 people, probably more now, that watched our last Sunday video, plus, plus probably four or 500 on YouTube. So we are, plus Spotify, the audio, and Anchor FM. So we're on three different platforms, and a lot of people are watching, commenting, sending questions, which I love questions, so bring them on. <laughs> Go ahead and bring them on. If you have any question from tonight's message, you can just put it on the comment section, and someone here in the congregation will look and read it, and uh, we'll try to answer that question. So tonight, this is number 159 on Mind Brain Connection, and I was in a discussion last week with George and Candy and myself before the service. And I believe it was Candy that asked the question, if I'm not mistaken, because we hear people all the time talking about the fact that we're human. We're human, H-U-M-A-N. Uh, maybe turn me up just a little bit so there's a little bit of, uh, better. Uh, turn me up just a little bit because I'm not wearing it because it puts too much of an echo on the... Uh, and we have a couple hearing-impaired people that watch regularly, so... Um, we get too much of an echo for those people. So we're small in this room. I can raise my voice and talk a little louder. And uh, if you all in the back have trouble listening, move on up. <laughs> Just move on up. But uh, we're gonna talk about are we human? Are we human? And I'm going to share with you some things. I've never looked into this before, uh, but I never felt comfortable with the fact that we're called human. Well, I got the confirmation this week as I did some digging and some researching concerning this word human. And what I want to do tonight is give this to you from the biblical perspective, but also from a scientific perspective. We are Christ in a body, a physical body. Jesus was the word made flesh. And it's the Greek word sarks, and it means a body. So he had a physical body. He was the word, or you could say spirit, slowed down to a physicality. And so are we, but not human. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the Amplified. I'm not going to turn there and read that. But it's very explicit there in the Amplified. Specifically in the Amplified, it says, we are sanctified through and through. And it says, in spirit and soul and body. So I looked up some synonyms for sanctified. In case you don't know what sanctified means, let me give you a few words. There's one especially that, that I love, but anyhow, it means consecrated. Now remember, this is spirit, soul, and body. Sanctified, hallowed. You have a hallowed body. Yep. Anointed. You have an anointed body, blessed, cleansed. I think one scripture in Hebrews talks about our bodies have been washed with pure water. It means dedicated. Sanctified means dedicated. And here's the one. It means deified. That's a synonym for sanctified, deified. Wow, that's strong. Glorified, purified set apart. Now, an antonym of sanctified, which is the very opposite, is human. Wow. Humane, or human, or I liked it, and I've said this for years. In fact, uh, one of my books that I wrote on uh, universal reconciliation, which I don't agree with everything in there anymore, <laughs> but uh, I wrote in there that human is a term that refers to hewed down man. Now, were we hewn down only in the awareness once we ourselves embraced religiosity? I wrote a post in March of uh, 
this year on the 27th, which I'm going to read later, but I also wrote a post this past week about are we human? And I gave the definition of human, which I will give again tonight. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 3, Paul the Apostle, in looking at the Corinthian church, he said they were carnal and they walked as men. Yes. That word should have been human. Hewed down man. Where? Not in our core constitution, like Jesus had to go to the cross so we get a different nature and a different identity. No, only in the awareness between our ears were we hewed down. Now, according to the law of lingu linguistics, if I can talk, according to the law of linguistics, you cannot take a portion of one word that was written in one language and then a portion of another word that's written in another language and join them together. Human is one of those words. So my question is, is it a real word? Well, we've thrown it around like it's a real word, but listen, H-U is Latin, M-A-N, which is from German, but they spelled it M-A-N-N. So the German word was developed into Old English, which was man, spelled M-A-N-N. And then Hugh, H-U, was from Latin. And the law of linguistics did not allow you to take a part of a word and another part of a word from different languages and put them together. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Now, from this, when Paul told the Corinthians, that they were walking carnal, that they were, because you don't have a carnal mind, but it, it makes you look like you have one when you are thinking carnally and acting carnally. Yep. But he could have said, he could have said, you guys are walking as humans, hewed down man in your awareness. Now, I could couple this together when Paul said, you walk as men or humans. I could couple this together with what God said to Adam in the garden once he partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God asked him the question, Adam, who told you that you were naked? He could just as well have said, who told you you are human? Now, if Adam would have embraced what God said, who told you you're naked, who told you you're human? He would have, at that moment, been eating of the tree of life. Rather than wanting to hold to what he believed in his awareness, his heart awareness, and believe that he was naked. And as a result of that, we know 900 and some years later, death entered into his physical body. Why? Because what you believe here, what you adhere to, between your ears and your heart awareness, is going to find expression outwardly and be manifested outwardly. Now, another interesting thing that I found when I looked up this word, and you may want to write this down and look at it throughout this teaching. The word, the term human, H-U-M-A-N, this is what it means. I'm going to go slow so you can write it down if you want to. Human means earthling. E-A-R-T-H-L-I-N-G, an earthling. And then the definition was given, earthly being as opposed to God. Wow. Earthly being as opposed to God. That's human. In other words, our origin, listen, is spirit, yes. not an earthly, yes. not an earthly being as opposed to God. Come on. Now Jesus said it this way. He said, call no man on earth your father. You have one father, which is your heavenly father. And then when he was talking to the religious dudes, he said, don't you know it's written in your law, ye are gods? Yeah, yeah. And then he told Nicodemus that he was born from above, and that was his origin. And we know that medical science is now saying that the moment of your conception, there is an explosion of light. Why? Because you are a light being. You are God, small g. You're not an earthling. You're not a human 
That's one of the definitions of human. Earthly, earthly being as opposed to God's. Now, the Greek word for body or for flesh, as I've already stated, is sarx, S-A-R-X. And it means the skin that covers your bones, or the flesh that covers your bones. And it says of Jesus that Jesus was the word, you could say spirit, you could say light, made flesh. Yes. But his origin was spirit, just as our origin is spirit. Therefore, human, which denotes earthling, an earthly being as opposed to God's, is not correct. It's not correct. And someone sent me a message when I put a post on this week about what I was going to minister on. And he said, now, if you're ministering to people or talking to people that don't understand this, what can you use instead of human? Well, you could say mankind. You could say creation. Better than that, new creation. Because when we came here in our physical bodies, when we became spirit, slowed down to visibility, that's when we were a new creation. Because we took on a body then. Yes. Before we were in pure spirit forming God. Yes. Now, someone might ask the question, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, what about the treasure in the earthen vessel? What about, what about the treasure in the earthen vessel? Well, there's a difference between a human, a hewed down man, and an earthen vessel. A mere human is an individual denoting an earthly being would have to have an earthly origin, okay, and would be one that would live, as he called the Corinthian church, that would live out of the carnal dimension consistently. But now listen, while an earthen vessel infers one which evolved from spirit as spirit, having been sanctified, yes. Deified, yeah. consecrated, all those words I gave you when I began, that would be an earthen vessel, and it would be one that has been sanctified and knows that they've been sanctified through and through, yeah. spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Now, when you're talking about an earthen treasure, the word treasure, of course, we all know, would refer to Christ. And listen. The earthen vessel, or earthen, when you look it up, it's 3749, and it means a jar or a container. Hmm. Earthen is a jar or a container. It's merely something that houses yes. the yeah. treasure, yeah. Yeah. which is the Christ. Yeah. Now, yeah. I read something, and let me just let me just kind of throw this out to you, it won't cost you a dime extra. Probably over 40 years ago, I, I have no documentation for this other than spirit. I have no idea where I read this. I don't know if it was a book or what it was. But what I read was when God formed the body of Adam, okay, when God formed the body of Adam, he formed him out of the dust of the ground. But the dust of the ground, or the ground, was spirit ground. It was God ground. That's it. Wasn't tainted. That's the only right. reason the earth today would be tainted would be because we have produced that out of an awareness thinking Absolutely. that when Adam partook of the tree of the knowledge yes. of the people, that it polluted the ground. Yes. Someone says, well, where do the thorns and the thistles come from? Man's imagination. Man's heart awareness, just like storms come from that. Yes. So, if God made Adam, if Adam was a literal person and he formed his body out of the dust, it was God dirt. God dirt. It was spirit dirt. I like that. If we can say it that way. God dirt. And when God breathed into him, that breath is what became his spirit part or his origin part. And of course we know that Ecclesiastes, I've been harping on this for a number of years now, Ecclesiastes 7.29 tells us that we came here upright, but we sought out many inventions 
and I'm going to add of religiosity. And one of the biggest lies is that we were, Colossians 1.21, separate, and we were enemies or sinners of God, but it says where? In our mind. Only in our mind because we believe the lie. We believe we were human. We believe we came here as sinners. We believe we were unrighteous, unholy, and all that stuff that religion taught us. Religion reinforced all that. We may have learned that from our parents and grandparents and you know the government, the school system, or whoever, but then religion reinforced it within us, and we really began to believe it. Now, listen to what it says, and I'm going to have you turn to Colossians, but listen to what Psalm 18.25 says in the NLT. It says, To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. Now listen to the Aramaic. With the pure one, you will be pure. That's so good. See? And with the perfect one, you will be perfect. So what I hear in this, to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. We were the faithful ones. We were the pure ones. We didn't come here impure. Right. But religion taught us that we did, and we embraced that, and it royally messed up our lives. Sure did. That's why we have the problems and the situations right. that we have today. Yes. I like that. So in other words, what Psalm 18.25 is saying is that we came here faithful. We were his faithfulness because we were one. We were never separate. We, we came here pure. And you can see, you can look at this Psalm 18.25 in a, a lot of different translations. And every, I looked at quite a few. Every one of them are very positive, showing us how we came here. We came here pure, we came here perfect, we came here as the faithfulness of the Father. Now, if you go to Colossians chapter 3, let's get into a few scriptures. What are we trying to deal with tonight, or not trying to, what are we dealing with tonight? We're dealing with the fact that you have never been human. You've never been hewed down man. Except when religion fed you a bill of goods and you embraced it, then you became hewed down right here. You thought like a human, if I can say it that way as opposed to thinking as gods think, as Christ would think. Colossians 3, 3 and 4. For ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ. Now, I've taught this before. What is the old man? Because the old man was crucified. Scripture says our old man was crucified. I see the old man is a metaphor for lower old man thinking. Yes. yes. Okay? So we're dead as far as the old life is thinking we have an old life is concerned. We're dead to that because we have the truth. But here's what I want us to get in verse 4. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Now, if you notice in the best Bibles, the words who and is is in italics. So what is that saying then in verse 4, Colossians 3 verse 4? When Christ our life now, how can we be human if Christ is our life and has always been our life from before the foundation of the world? You see? So you're dead. You have no other life that you're recognizing and thinking that you are. As Colossians says, it's all in our mind. There's only one life, folks. There's only one mind. There's no carnal mind. There's carnal mindfulness if a person, as it says in Romans chapter 8, is intent on living out of the carnal, the lower consciousness or awareness. There's only one spirit. And listen, there's only one body. There's only one body. And we are what? Spirit slowed down to that body, which is what? Sarks, flesh, that which covers our bones, if you will. And that is what was slowed down to visibility from spirit. Now, it didn't leave. we say we came out of God. Well, that doesn't mean we left God. We came out of spirit. We're spirit slowed down to visibility. No. Spirit is still intact as us, you see. So there was no departure from the Father or from spirit when we say we came out of him as though we left him. No. It's the same spirit. It's the same life. It's the same mind. It's the same everything. Yes. Now flip back to Colossians 2. Colossians 2, verses 9 and 10. So we found out from Colossians 3, 3 and 4 that Christ is our life. And there's only one life. So how could you be human? How could you be earthly? How could you be human?
could you be an earthling? How could you be a human being? If there's only one life and one spirit and you're it. He is it as us. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in him, talking about in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily or in his body. Now I'm glad it doesn't stop there. Because the next verse says, and you are complete in him. Oh, there you go. So you see, in other words, there's no difference. We are his body, in completeness, in fullness, spirit manifested in sarks, or in our physical body, or the skin that covers our bones. So Jesus emptied himself when he came here in the physical body, but then listen. He even emptied himself more, and I'm not going to get into that tonight, but he even emptied himself more when he went to the cross, and he identified with that stinking thinking that we were human and all the other things that we thought about that religion really jammed down our throat for the most part. Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after his likeness. Now listen to this. In the Hebrew, the word make is become. In other words, he became us. Listen, by virtue of the one life and the one spirit. Do you know that when it says in Genesis chapter 1, let there be light, that wasn't talking about light, like the sun, the moon, the stars were made, created until later. It was you. Yes. Oh, come on now. Let there be light was you. Amen. Oh, man, there's a word. So back to what I was saying, Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us become man in our image after our likeness. Well, someone says, that kind of sounds blasphemous. No, we're not God. He chose to become us, though, by virtue of the one spirit and the one life that we have. Just like the vine and the branch. You can't tell where one begins and the other ends and the other ends and, you know, one begins. Why? Because there's one life by virtue of the same sap and life that flows from the vine and the branch. And the same is true with us. Yes. Oh, how we have lived beneath Beneath. Our privilege and who we are that is so good. in Christ. Amen. So I'm going to keep saying it all the way through. What is human? It's an earthling. It's an earthly being as opposed to God's. Or an earthly being as opposed to Christ's. Or an earthly being as opposed to the one life. Or an earthly being as opposed to the one spirit that we are. That is go, so to, go to Jude verse 14. It's only one chapter in Jude. It shouldn't be hard to find it. Jude. Jude verse 14. And I know I've read this to you before, and you, most of you probably know what I'm going to say, but it's, you know, it bears repeating. You're never going to look at the word human again the same. No. Never again will you look at the word human. Now, it's okay to call people men and women and children and, and creation and cosmos and mankind. That's okay, as long as you don't have a hue in there. If you want to call people human, call them, call them an H-U-E man. Hue is light. It's color. It's light. See, and we are light beings. Okay? Look what it says in Jude verse 14. And Enoch... And, of course, Enoch means initiated into, we're being initiated into this truth. The seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, listen to this, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints. You know what the Greek says? It says, Behold, the Lord cometh with myriads of himself. Myriads of himself. That's the coming of the Lord. Not a man splitting an eastern sky.
Revelation 1.10, let me just read it. It's where it says concerning John, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You know what the Greek says? He became spirit. He became spirit. Now that, of course, is referring to the subjective experience. Because he already was spirit. But then he became spirit subjectively. In other words, he was walking in that dimension. See, and he heard spirit on the level of spirit in order to give us the truth that he gave us. And this is why when we go to the book of Revelation, instead of talking eschatology, we need to realize it's a spiritual book. It is a, it's a symbolic book. And it has to do with us hearing that when we're in the same level of awareness and consciousness that John was. He heard at the level of spirit. Christ Jesus was speaking to him at the level of spirit. And John heard it at the level of spirit. So we need to hear it at the level of spirit rather than making about wars and rumors of wars and, and you know, monsters coming out of the sea and bugs as big as buzzards. We need to, we need to see it spiritually and understand what it's saying to us spiritually. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The apocalypse is the unveiling within us and as us. First Peter 2.5 states, and then I'm going to have you turn to the next one. First Peter 2.5 states, Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. Now, bricks are man-made, but stones are God-made. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it says that we are built up, and we're continuing to be built up, as these lively stones, which are what? Spirit. Spirit beings. We as spirit beings are being built up the yes. spiritual house. And let me just add something to that. When we talk about the temple, we are talking about right here. Remember, yeah. he said he would meet them above the Ark of the Covenant, between the cherubim. He meets us in the cerebrum right here. Yeah. That's yes. where he meets us. Yeah. And as he meets us there and he begins to speak to us, yes. we bring that which he speaks to us and quickens and conceives to us. We bring it to our virgin awareness, our virgin womb, our virgin consciousness, whatever you want to call it. And that is a projector that will project out to the experience of our life. Yes. Once we've sown that seed. You know, I hear people all the time saying, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to make a big deal out of this, but I do hear people say, um, God spoke to my spirit. Well, God doesn't need to speak to your spirit. I used to say that. Hello. Yes, we know. <laughs> I'm picking on it. Used to. No, no more. What is it? Spirit speaks to what? Our awareness. Yeah. See? We bring what spirit says to our heart awareness. I used to say it too. God spoke to my spirit. No, the spirit knows everything. You know all things in spirit. So God, they know God speaking to no spirit. And he's bringing the truth to our awareness, making us aware of the truth. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read a little bit here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that we're not human. Human means an earthling. An earthly being is opposed to God's or opposed to Christ's. We're Christ's body. We belong to Christ, and we are Christ's. Yeah. Right? We are God's. Yeah. Little g, yes. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 47. Now, of course, this is talking about the first man. It's talking about Adam. But I see this a little differently. I don't look so much as this talking about a literal man. I look at it as our first recollection of who we thought we were. Wow. Wow. And this is the first, wow. the very first recollection of who we thought we were, which came from religion. Yeah. Yeah. And it says the first man is of the earth. Your first, yeah. your first recollection is that you're human. Right. And then religion reinforced that. That you're earthly. Yeah. Right? That you're human, that you're earthly. But listen, the second man, our true knowing of ourselves, listen, is the Lord from heaven. Amen. So you is the Lord from heaven. Amen. 
not a human. You are Christ's. You are God's, right? We're the vine, we're the branch, excuse me, we're the branch, but connected to the vine. And as we abide, the sap will flow. I didn't call you a sap, I just said that the sap will flow. You know, there's a scripture in Proverbs or Psalms that talks about the sap flowing. It uses the word sap. Now, in 1 John 4, 17, it says, as he is, so are we in this world. Well, my question is, well, how is he? Yeah. <laughs> how is he? Amen. As he is, so are we yeah. in this world. Yeah. In other words, we have the same spirit, we have the same life, we yeah. have everything the same. Yeah. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. We've been given all things that pertain to life and God is just as he is, so is we. Yeah. Now, in Philippians, it talks about the fact that he emptied himself, and again, I'm not going to get into this, but he emptied himself just coming. He was one in the Father in deity, and he emptied himself just to come in Sarx, S-A-R-X. Even though spirit slowed down to visibility, spirit slowed down to a physical body or flesh that covers and covered his bones, but then there was a further emptying that took place, and you can read that, I'm not gonna go there, but in Philippians 2 and verse 7, there's a further emptying of Jesus when he went to the cross and he identified with our sin, singular mistaken identity. He identified with it. He who knew no sin, he never had mistaken identity. He who knew no sin, became sin, now listen, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But now listen, that word made trips up a lot of people. Yes. We weren't made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus at his death or resurrection. The word made there means to conceive in the heart awareness or in the womb. So what did he do? He identified with our squirrely thinking, Mm -hmm. our carnal thinking, our religiosity. He identified with our mistaken identity that we might see that we've always been the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And like I said, that trips up a lot of people who are into finished work and believe that Jesus went to the cross to cause us to become a new creation rather than to reveal that we've always been. I don't have time to get into all of this. Now, remember, human is an earthling. Human is an earthly being as opposed to God's. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16 says it this way, that we are to know no man after the flesh but we're to know all men after what? Spirit. What flesh is he talking about there? That flesh is talking about human flesh. That flesh is talking about corrupted flesh. There it is right there. We're to know no man after the corrupted flesh. But we're to know all men out of the sarks, or spirit slowed down to a physical body, which is that skin that covers our yeah. physique, yeah. our bones, yes. That's the, that's the flesh that we want to know man after, not some lower carnal human idea of flesh. That is so When he good. says, no, no man after the flesh. Now, go to Hebrews chapter 7. I'm going to give you something here. Hebrews chapter 7. And I want to talk about Melchizedek. Uh And Melchizedek is a very interesting word. Melchi refers to the masculine principle. Chedek refers to the feminine principle. And the two being joined together. Melchizedek also means the power of an endless life. You have the power of an endless life. You always had it from before foundation. You came here with it. You've always had the power of an endless, eternal life. Now, look what it says here in Hebrews 7, beginning with verse 3. Without father, without mother, without descent, 
having neither beginning of day. Now, who's it talking about? It's talking about Christ. Now, I know he appeared to Abraham and so forth as a Christophany and so forth, but it was Christ, okay? Without Father, and we're one. We're one in Christ. We're one in the Father. So without Father in the natural, without Mother in the natural, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now, I want us to look at these different phrases and just kind of talk a little bit about each of these phrases. Look what it says there at the beginning. No father without father without mother. Well, I have a father. I couldn't be here and a mother. I couldn't be here. But your true origin is spirit. You always were. And that's why Jesus said, call no man on earth your father. Focus on the father that is your heavenly father. Focus on the fact that you have neither father nor mother biologically because you didn't come out of biological bios life. You came out, your origin is the result of Zoe life, spirit life from before the foundation. So right there, no mother, no father. Our origin is what? It's not our natural biological parents. That's just bios life. And, and listen, even God gave your parents, if you want to look at it naturally, the power of procreation. Yeah. So it's still spirit. Yeah. It's still spirit. And then notice, no descent, meaning what? We didn't descend as though, like I said earlier, we came out of God. No, there's no descent. We evolved. Yeah. We evolved from who we always were. Yeah. We didn't just descend here out of the blue. Leave God behind or spirit behind. No, we evolved out of it. The next phrase, no beginning of days. So in other words, I could say once again, we were not, can I say it this way? You were not born physically. If you believe you were born physically, then you believe you'll have to die physically. We have to think beyond that and realize that we evolved. We evolved. We were not born physically. We evolved because we always were. See, we always were. Then it says no end of life. We live eternally because why? We are eternal beings. Our quality of life is everlasting. The quality of our life is is everlasting. It's eternal. Right? And then it says made like unto the Son of God. Well, there's only one life. We were always Christ's body. When Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, guess what? You can say the same thing. Before Abraham was, I am. Abraham could say, before Abraham was, I am, because all mankind evolved out of spirit. So made like unto the Son of God. There's only one life. We've always been Christ's body with the one spirit and the one life. And then abideth a priest continually. Again, Melchizedek means the power of an endless life. And it is talking, the first part is talking about the masculine principle of the right side. Last part of Melchizedek is talking about the feminine principle. And it represents the joining of the two together. Now, I want to read this post that I wrote back in this year of March. I think it was March 27 I wrote this post. And I just want to read it to you, and then I'm going to leave the biblical provability, if you will, that we are spirits slowed down to visibility. And I want to get into just a little scientific. Because what I'm going to say, first of all, about the scientific, says it all. <laughs> it says it all. But let me read this post. Because we hear people all the time talking about a false self and a true self, a higher self and a lower self. There's no such thing, folks. Now, listen, let me qualify that. Oh, sometimes it looks like you have a lower self because you act like a schnook. (laughs) But you really don't. So we need to take God's, our Father's, Christ's definition. We need to see who we be according to how Father sees us and how Spirit sees us. Not according to how we act and look like we have a lower self. That's right. Because you don't. Remember, you're sanctified through and through spirit and soul and body, right? We got that, right? Yes. Now, let me read this. There's no such thing as a lower self and a higher self. There is only the Christ self. Mm-hmm. Then I quoted 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. 
it states that we are sanctified through and through spirit and soul and body. The only thing which can be, listen, the only thing which can be classified as a lower or a higher self would be our thoughts. Yeah. You can have lower thoughts and you can have higher thoughts. Amen. Right? So the only thing that can be classified as lower and higher is just our thoughts. Amen. Yeah. We can entertain thoughts which are contrary to the truth, which make it appear as though we have a lower self. Yet there is only one self, which encompasses our whole being. To believe that one has a lower and a higher self is duality. It is an awareness of separation of our own identity. Very often I hear people speak of a lower and a higher self in error, when in actuality there's only one life in spirit, one life in soul, one life in body, that same one life is what unites all aspects of our being into the Christ self. Just as the vine and the branch are one with the same life or sap that flows through each part, so we are one as the one life and as the one spirit. Now, let's switch the biblical provability of this. I've given you quite a few scriptures to show you you're not human. You're not an earthling. You're not a earthly being as opposed to gods. No, you're gods. You're Christ. You're one life. You're one spirit. So let's look at a little scientific stuff right here. But let me first of all read something, a quote of Albert Einstein. And you know, a lot of the things that Albert Einstein came up with were right for his day, but some of them have really been outdated. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing some things differently in quantum and so forth. But this is what Albert Einstein wrote. He said, we are slowed down sound and light waves. Yeah. Wow. A walking bundle of frequencies tuned into the cosmos. We are, listen to this. It goes along with the First Thessalonians 5.23 where we are sanctified spirit, soul, and body. He says, we are beings dressed up in sacred biochemical garments. And our bodies are the instruments through which our soul plays their music. Amen. In other words, we are energy with different levels of frequency composed of spirit and light. Now, this is what I believe Peter, when he walked down the street, however that was, and people came in contact with his shadow, they were automatically healed. He probably didn't even know who all got healed. It just naturally, spontaneously happened. Why? What was the shadow? Well, it was what we just read here. It was his biochemical, listen, garments. It was the frequency, in other words, the garment, the awareness. It was the frequency of Peter being at a high level. And when people came, because, you know, people call it aura sometimes today. Your aura reaches out about six to eight feet. And so when people came within contact of the orbit of his aura or his frequency, they were automatically healed. So you and I are what? We are energy with levels of frequency composed of spirit and light. You are a photon and you are a boson. What in the big round world is that? Photon is what science uses to describe light. And listen, boson is what the ancients used to describe spirit. To them, spirit was boson. To them, light was photon. So we're bosons, not bozos. <laughs> bosons, which is what? Spirit, your spirit slowed down, and you're a photon because you are light. Now listen to this. This answers it all, what I've said so far. This, this, this is the... What do you call it? The apex of what we said so far tonight. We are. Now, if you read after Joe Dispenza and uh, Bruce Lipton and uh, Greg Braden, uh, I have one of his books, uh, Joe Dispenza's, called it's, uh, Supernatural or something like that. And it's in this book. But you are. Listen to this. And this is, sci this is coming from scientist people. This is coming from scientists. It's not coming from Christians that don't need, know their head from, well, let me know. <laughs> oh! It, it's coming. It, sorry. It's That's coming. Okay. It's coming from scientists. 
percent energy. Yep. Man. Or you could say empty space. Now there's no such thing. They found out there's no such thing as empty space. Yes. It's filled with spirit. Yes. So you're 99.99999 percent energy or spirit. That is so good. And listen, and only zero point zero 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 one percent matter. Man. That's about one millionth percent matter. That's how much spirit you are as, as com compared, thank you, to, to, to matter. And listen, what is matter? Anyhow, matter is spirit slowed down. So I think it goes along with 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and the Amplified that we are spirit through and through, sanctified, through and through. Wow. Deified, through and through. Consecrated, through and through. I don't know what else I can say to prove it to you. I'm not trying to prove it to you. Yes. You have to get this by the yes. Spirit. Yes. Absolutely, and you have to get it by the yes. Spirit. But hopefully I can inspire you a little bit to check some of this stuff out. Now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Candy talked a little bit about immortality. Taking off corruption and putting on incorruption, taking off mortality and putting on immortality. And it all takes place between our ears because you already are immortal. Right. How could I say that? Because we just found out that we are 99.9999999 spirit or energy. But we want to hold on to that 1%. And then we are 99.99999% empty space. Oh. And now scientists have found out there's no such thing as empty space. And we could go to Colossians and read this about the invisible God creating all the things that are visible. There's no such thing as empty space. And scientists are saying this today. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's talk a little bit about this mortality and immortality. Because again, if you have conceived within your heart awareness and quickened within your heart awareness that you are what we're talking about, then you are. <laughs> because what will happen, the awareness is a projector and it yeah. projects the subjective experience out to your life. Sure does. And even if you never experience it, folks, you are immortal. Yes. You are Christ. Yes. You are God's. Yes. You are spirit. Yeah. Yes. You are myriads of himself. Yes. 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 So look at 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 8, begin with verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building or a house, we could say a body, even a temple, right? of God. And house, listen, not made with hands eternal in the heavens. So what is this saying if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved? Let me give you some meaning here. Dissolved means to fade away. Yep. It needs to fade away here that you're human. Yes. It needs to fade away here that you're just mortal. Yes. Remember that stupid song? I'm only human. I'm just a woman. I'm yeah. telling you, our past where she's Bless her heart, she's no longer alive. She'd sing that every other Sunday. It drove me crazy. Even 40 years ago or longer, I didn't believe that stuff. Man. So it means dissolved means to fade away, to melt, and to fall to nothing. Where does it fade away? Right here in our awareness. In other words, if we realize and know that our body's origin is not human or biological, but if we know that it is spirit slowed down to visibility and that we are immortal, if we know that in our awareness, then we can walk in that and experience that Amen. subjectively. Amen. So what it's saying here is thinking that you are human, earthly, and earthling, an earthly being has to dissolve here. Amen. It has to dissolve there. Amen. And Elders. if it doesn't dissolve there, you're going to walk as man, like Paul told yes. you. You're going to yeah. walk as human. Yeah. As Paul told the carnal Christians at Corinth. That is so good. Now, jump on down. 
down to uh, look at verse 3. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Because listen, nakedness constitutes believing that we're human. Yes. That we're mortal. Yes. That we're material rather than spirit slowed down to visibility. So when Adam partook of good and evil, he began judging himself according to human and earthly and as, as, as an earthling, which he called naked or thought was naked. And that's when God came to him and said, who told you you're earthly, an earthling, a human being? Who told you you're naked? That is so good. I didn't tell you that. We're all coming together now. I didn't tell you that. And he hid himself. Yes. Because he thought he was naked. Hid himself. And it was all right here. Yes. And again, this is a projector. And he projected death out into his physical body 900 and some years later. Now look at verse 4. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. And that word groan means to hold to or to adhere to in our awareness. Oh, that's good. We're holding to something in our awareness being burdened, and burden there means intensely desiring, not for that we would be unclothed, naked, mortal, material, matter, but clothed upon that mortality in between the years might be swallowed up by life in our awareness. Let me read that again. For we that are in this tabernacle, in these bodies, do groan, we adhere to, we hold to in our awareness, being burdened, intensely desiring. See, we're not going to hold to the fact that we're human. We're not going to hold to the fact that we think, not that we are, but we think we're human or earthly or an earthling. Yeah. See? But we're going to intensely desire to be what? Clothed oh. upon that mortality yes. might be swallowed up of immortality. That is so good. See? And listen, when we see that, we see that we be that. Yeah. That is so good. When we see that, we see that we be that. You already be that. See, we're not become. You cannot become something you already are. You can awaken to it. And so many people today are still talking about, well, when we become. We're becoming this, that, or that. You can't become anything but what you already are. Just like you cannot enter a room that you're already in. How can I enter this room? I'm in this room. Try it. Try to enter this room. Try to sit in the chair that you're seated in right now. You're going to have a struggle in your hands. Try to become something that you think you're not. You can't. You only become, in awareness, who you already are. I did that for years. We all did for years. <laughs> verse 5. Verse 5. Now he that hath wrought us, or called us, for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath, past tense, given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Now, notice the word hath there. It really, when did he give us the earnest or the down payment of the Spirit? We had that from before foundation. Right. And when we came here and our awareness got jogged, and we began to lose our amnesia because our awareness got jogged by the truth, then what happened, we began to see, because on the day of Pentecost, a lot of people still teach and believe that, well, on the day of Pentecost is when the Spirit came into the people. No, when Jesus said, have you received since you have believed yes receive means to generate that which is already in to receive is to 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 germinate that spirit which is already within so we have the down payment of that from before the foundation and when we came here then we experienced the very fullness see you don't have spirit in measure you don't have any measure of spirit fullness you have fullness of spirit we read it in one of the verses where he talked about the very fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling in him, but it didn't stop there. It went on to say, and you're complete in him. Yeah. All right? Now look at verse 6. Therefore, or because of this, we are always confident knowing or being aware that, that while
whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. In other words, we shouldn't be absent from the Lord where our bodies are concerned. Yeah. Say that again. We should not be absent from the Lord where our bodies are concerned. We must understand that we are the Lord's body. That's why one man doesn't have to split in sky and come back here and set everything right because he's given the earth to the sons of men. We're the Lord's body. Yes. We're the Lord's body. Okay? Verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, we don't walk by appearances. We walk by faith. Well, let me say something about that. If you read in Hebrews chapter 6, it talks about a number of things that we need to leave, and yeah. one of them is faith towards God. What do you mean? Faith I thought we're always supposed to have faith. Well, listen, faith towards God is still duality. Yeah. Yeah. You exercise faith when you're just not sure. But when you come to this place of knowing, yeah. right. I know that my Father yes. is the health of my body as Amen. me. I know he's my wealth as me. I know he's all in all in me and as me. Amen. I know that. See, and this, when people are operating by faith, that is when the greatest majority will still ask God for stuff. That's duality. That's saying he's over here, not he's in me as me, and is the health and the wealth and the all of my being as me. Faith still asks God for stuff. We don't need to. Verse 8, we are confident, I say, and willing... Rather, in other words, rather than walking by sight or appearances concerning our bodies, we're confident and willing, rather, to be absent from the body. Meaning what? Not judging by appearances, not judging by five senses, and to be present with the Lord. And we've taught a lot on this over the last several years, to be absent from the body. To be absent from the body, and I know this is a classic funeral chapter. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That, that's not what he's talking about. If you go back to the, the context in the first verse there, he was talking about that which you think you are dissolving between your ears and realizing that you're a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Yeah. And it's connected with being absent from the body. Yes. Being absent from judging your body according to appearances. Amen. I'm just human. Amen. I'm just mortal. I'm just material. I'm just matter. Now, I gave you the meaning of the word human in and of itself, which again is an earthling, earthly being as opposed to God's or spirit. But now, I looked up the word earthling, and it means an inhabitant, an inhabitant of the earth and worldly. <laughs> an earthling, an earthling, which was one of the meanings of human, an inhabitant of the earth, and worldling. But now listen, from God's perspective, I'm not an inhabitant of the earth. That's what he was trying, Jesus was trying to get through to Nicodemus. He said, yes. you're born from above. And all that has to do is, you know, people think, well, you've got to ask Jesus in your heart, walk the green mile, confess your sin, ask Jesus in your heart, and you're going to be born again. No, born again is remembering your origin. Yes. And that's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus when Nicodemus came to him at night asking these questions. So listen, our bodies, our bodies are not an inhabitant of this earth. They are an inhabitant of being born from above. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. They are an inhabitant not of the earth. Jesus said we're in the world but not of it. Right. I could say the same thing about yeah. earth. Do yeah. you think that your bodies would heal themselves if you were an earthling? No. 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 Not at all. But our bodies have the magic. I use that word just coming from history. They are magical. Our bodies are magical in that they will heal themselves. Cut your finger, guess what? Over a few days or weeks, it'll heal up. 
I have a friend by the name of Daniel Oscapinsi. I think I'm saying his name right. He commented on the post that I put this week about what I was going to be teaching tonight. And it was so important, I wrote it down. I love it. This is what he said. If you look in the earliest American English dictionaries, human actually means, human now actually means a creature, a monster, and an unregenerated man, and many other horrible terms. That's what he said. He commented. Well, read it again. If you look in the earliest American English dictionaries, human actually means a creature, a monster, unregenerate man, and many other horrible terms. That's why I say a human is a hewed down man. Not in some fall that we took when Adam sinned, because that would not be a loving God to cause us to have to suffer the consequences of what someone else does. But a hewed down man, to me, would be one that is hewed down right here. A few other facts about what Albert Einstein said. Albert Einstein was a man that actually ushered in the age of nuclear light. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. The constant speed of light travels at 186,400 miles per second. And I've said this before, but if you had a gun, and in that gun was concentrated light, when you pulled the trigger, it would go around the world seven times before you could even take your finger off the trigger. Imagine that. Now think about if that is true in the natural, how much truer and more powerful it is in the spiritual realm. Wow. Light is in every blade of grass. It's in the rocks. It's in the trees. It's everywhere. Anything that has light has light. In fact, the reaction of light made the stones and the rocks. Because listen, energy and matter coming together equals light. Yep. Now I said you are, according to Joe Dispenza and those guys, 99.9999999s at the end, percent, what? Energy, which is spirit. So energy and matter coming together creates light. And you are 0.0000.1% matter. So, as I said, energy and matter coming together creates light. So you are light. You're not human. You're not mortal. You're not merely material. You are light. You are light. And what does all this mean to us? We are spirit soul down to visibility. We are light slow down to visibility. And when that light brought about the manifestation of our physical bodies, that constituted the light that we are. Jesus said it, he told the disciples, you're the light. You're the salt. You're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. You're the salt of the earth. You season the earth. So there you have it, folks. We're not human. Human is an earthling. It's an earthly being as opposed to gods. And we're gods. We're Christ's. We're light. We're energy. We're all of that. Yeah. And yet, religion has dumbed us down. Yep. Dumbed us down so horribly that we thought we were nothing but a worm. Yeah. 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 Sure. We're not letting religion dumb us down anymore, well, folks. Amen. Truth is being revealed. At such a fast rate yes, of speed, exponentially today, for anyone who just simply wants to know the truth. Yes. 
It's here for us. In Amen. fact, it's more than just in your Bible. It's closer than your breath, yes. near than hands and feet, as Joe Goldsmith yeah. says, yeah. or said. Yeah. It's your very life. It is written, this word is written on our heart. It's written on our mind and our heart. How can I say that and explain that? You have the Christ mind on the right side. That's the word written in your mind. And you have the virgin womb on your left side. And that virgin womb has never been touched by man. There's a part in that left side that has never been taught or has never been touched by religiosity. And so as we bring the truth, it conceives there in that virgin consciousness on the left side. And it lights us up. It lights us up. Beam me up. Beam me up. Elijah was beamed up when he was translated. We're being beamed up, folks. We're being lit up, if you will. Yeah. Not lit by any external thing. No. But lit from within. Lit from within. Father, we thank you. Yes. For Lord. your truth. Yes. Your spirit. Yeah. That is conceiving and quickening yes. these wonderful truths to us. That we can not only know that they are objectively ours, but that yeah. we can subjectively walk in them and experience them and the whole creation the groaning creation is on tiptoe yes looking for a people that are actually experiencing it and walking in it thank you thank you for this body for those that are watching via facebook live and those who will watch the audio versions and also the youtube versions we just bless you and we honor you in the name of the lord amen Amen.